is a really big thing for someone, isn't it? It's an iconic landmark opening yeah, for the first time to the public. I mean, when you think in two and a half million pound restoration work, when you see the inside of the lighthouse, it's absolutely fabulous. Back to its original Victorian condition. Because when you see any pictures of Sunderland, one of the first things you see is the, is the twin pier. If they hadn't run out of money and the, the war hadn't broken out, we would have had an identical lighthouse on the other side. Can I just remind you as well, you're eating in my car. This is a bad thing. I always eat in your car. No, you don't. Yeah, you smell do. like bolognese that you've got in front of you. It's not bolognese, actually. It's uh, it's vegetarian chilli. It's actually quite nice. Well, it's still the same question. If you spill it, you die. I'm not oh, okay. Either that or you I'll get thrown out. Hard. I'll take this <laughs> uh, And what did you do, dear? Thinking I was somebody else? <laughs> that poor woman. I know. As we were driving in, I was just about coming around the front end of the glass centre and I seen someone that looked exactly the same as Betty Ball, but from about quite a distance. So I opened my windows and shouted, PAYPAL! And um, she turned around quickly and it wasn't her. Because <laughs> I was just about to say, oh, do you want to lift bar? Oh. She says, no thanks, I'll work here. That poor woman. She be talking now. Hiya. All right. I'm Betty Ball. And I'm Stevie B. He's a Magum. And she's from up the coast a bit. Hang on, is that in the script? Because I can't say it. she's from South Shields. Yay! And this is Speak Up Sunderland, well done. So you're taking the mickey again this week, are you? Naturally. That's all I'm here for, isn't it? Every week we push the boundaries of your knowledge about our city by the sea. Whether you're from Sunderland yourself, or you're listening from wherever you are in the world, join us on our weekly adventure. You sing when you talk, don't you? That's what presenting is all about. <laughs> Do you do that at home as well? Yes. Do you? Yes. I'm going to put the TV on. I wonder what's on BBC One. Last week, one of the most iconic landmarks in Sunderland, the Roker Lighthouse, opened to the public for the very first time in its history. And we made our way to check it out. Eventually, I'm right. very confused with the Roker Piers up there. You're really confused that Roker Piers is there? What? But why are we here? Why are we here? Mm-hmm. We're here to look at Roker Pier. Oh, there's a, there's a rhyme. I know, but Roker Piers up there. I feel a big box coming on. Boom. <laughs> no, but seriously, the broker Piazza up there, why were there? Why are we here? What do you mean? How do you get the Roga What kind of Pierre? questions that? How how we're getting the Roga Pier when Roga Pier's up there? I'm completely baffled. I know it's down the seafront. Roga Pier's up there! Roga Pier's over here! We are the only people in the world that can get lost in Sunderland. When the driver's from Sunderland, what is the Maui man? What do you mean the driver? I have I... a name, you know. Anyway, the man we're meeting today is Phil Tweddle. Phil has a strong family connection with the Roka Lighthouse. My grandfather was the lighthouse keeper. Oh, oh how lovely. So it's a family thing so as well. It's tears. This, is, this must be a tread, very big deal. Treading in his footsteps. Yeah. Oh, man. We used to come down as children, you know, my cousins, my sister, his family, and um, play down here and spend a lot of time at the lighthouse. How big a deal is this for you? Absolutely tremendous. I mean, opening day was, was a fabulous day. I mean, I mean, I've been in many times, obviously from childhood, but now being able to actually take people along as a tour guide, it, it, it's just the same. I'm treading in my far, grandfather's footsteps. What do you think he would make of today? I, I think he'd have been over the moon. He'd have been absolutely appalled the way the lighthouse deteriorated when it, when, uh, it became fully automated and it was just left to stand there. Now that's been restored to the original Victorian condition. 
You've obviously spent a lot of time down here, obviously spent most of your childhood because it's been quite a family monumental that, thing for right, you. Yes. So looking at the seaside now, right from the Roker Amusements all the way down to the brand new shops and the Adventure Centre, how do you find Sunderland is developing? From childhood, this uh, in, over the last 10 years, this has developed remarkably well. It, it, it's now bringing people down. I mean, you can see there's a group of children on the beach there, Adventure Sunderland the development of all the cafes and uh, other facilities here. It, it is, it's improving, it's, and, and we'd like to see it further developed. It can only enhance the city, and obviously when you come down here, now that you can have access into the lighthouse and uh, the tunnel, it's just another another tick in the box for Sunderland. Sunderland City itself, it's always redeveloping, it's always doing new things, like you say, you've got the brand new shops, you've got like the amusements and things like that. And then we've decided to take a little bit of history, revamp it and put it back into the community, which I think is so important because it wasn't always as glamorous, but it had to get start somewhere. This is an amazing investment. We'd really like a, a little unit where we can meet and greet people when we have parties of children we can entertain them because we can't take that many down at one go. If we could have a heritage centre that's based here where you'd have like an education space to bring groups of school children, you could build a lighthouse, you could bring, I mean you can build in science, history, yeah. all sorts, arts and crafts um, and make the, so, so we want to extend the offer to education and then beyond that using the pier and the lighthouse as a venue maybe for arts, photography writers, coffee shop. so that sort of, I mean coffee shop Did you imagine a coffee in the pier? We, we've yeah. got a lot, this is just the beginning there's a lot more to come. So that's their plans to develop in the future. Further changing the landscape of the Rogate area and making it more welcoming for tourists. You've also just heard from Claire Purvis. My name's Claire Purvis. At the moment, I am the peer project coordinator until Wednesday. And beyond Wednesday, I will still be involved with the project as a volunteer because I, I really um, enjoy it. So I'm going to stay on, even though I'm changing jobs officially. So I've been working with a group of volunteers and so far it's it's been challenging but really exciting and they're really nice and everybody that comes into the tour goes away feeling really really positive about it they love the stories behind it and um, the local history and the heritage and I think that most people that come along feel sort of like a personal connection. Either they know somebody that helped to build it or they knew somebody that worked here. So people really, I think local people really feel like it's a part of their heritage, which is lovely. My name is Ben and I go to Corpus Christi Primary School. I live in Newcastle. I'm Colin O'Brien, I'm his granddad. Uh, I'm now retired and I live in Rocker. It's uh, a good experience, learn the history of the pier. Didn't realise there was gas lamps down there when it first opened and the water feed, how they actually constructed the pier, building the blocks. I've lived in Sunderland all my life, and I now know why the block yard's called the block yard, because they uh, created the blocks for the pier. Uh, fantastic experience, yeah, we enjoyed it. So that's why, obviously that's why it's called the block yards, because the blocks were made just over here, the moulds for the concrete blocks, they were all moulded there, and have you heard of Goliath, the crane? Yeah. So Goliath ran on these tracks along the pier and just dropped all the blocks into place. And that's why even now we're still calling the block yards. So when the pier has been laid, the blocks have been dropped into place and it's just been left as a void in the centre. Um, and you can sort of, when you look at the, the blocks, it tells the story of the, the building as well. Do you enjoy it? 
Yeah, it was scarier. It was scarier than I thought. I thought it would be not as scary as it was, but it was a bit scarier, muddy and damp, but okay. See, have you seen my shoes? I haven't really got the right shoes on today, have I? Am I going to get wet down there? Because I haven't been down yet. Oh, you'll not get wet. <laughs> Look this is what we're <laughs> it is a bit muddy, a bit slippery, but it's fine. Where we, when we were learning the history of the lighthouse. And the scary bit was when they turned the lights out so we can experience the darkness. Oh, we, haven't, we haven't been down yet, you know. We're well, going to go down. Well, well, I hope I haven't put you off. <laughs> He's going to scream like a girl. What you need is a uh, pair of waders, a uh, <laughs> pair of speedos, and you'll be fine. Oh, no, you don't mean speedos, mate, I tell you. <laughs> Mostly involved working with volunteers and training the volunteers to act as tour guides and building up their confidence. So it's a lot, it's a big challenge really, where to suddenly be like, okay, you're a tour guide and you've got to do the public speaking and you've got to learn about the history and you've got to learn about the dates and the facts and the key figures. So it's been a lot, it's been a lot for everyone to take on and it's really nice to see them delivering the tours and getting rounds of applause and getting all that really positive feedback because they're all volunteers. And they're doing a great job. Every one of you that's involved with the pier has got a huge smile on the face. Yeah. But it's a smile that's yeah. all round yet your face as well. Yeah. We're, it's a really, really positive bunch of people, generally speaking. It hasn't been easy by any stretch. But we just try and think on our feet and come up with creative solutions. And all the feedback we've had so far has been great. For me personally, having gone through the training process with everybody, having been seen the tour guides at the end getting a round of applause and getting a really positive response from people that because they've they've really enjoyed what what they've heard and what they've seen on the tour and he's one of the tour guides her name's Anne Hoyk now I'm going back to Australia unfortunately I'm leaving this lot in a couple of weeks yeah I know very sad three years we've been working to get this up and running and now we've just started and bang that's it I've got to go so it's you that brought this sunshine weather over then, was yes, it? Yes, ah, I did my best. Can you come back? <laughs> oh, she doesn't take it away with her. <laughs> no, we yeah. don't want it back. <laughs> Loving it. Oh, really Fantastic, great. yeah. We had such good feedback. People love it. Yeah. Yeah. And so interested on. questions. Yeah. On the committee, we were the, we were the, what do you call us, the vanguard, weren't yeah. we? We were the founding, the founding members of the committee. Yeah, three years ago, we, well, I started yeah. three years ago. What, what, is, what does this day feel like? Because it's day one, it's the first day open. Very exciting. Yeah. Fantastic. I'm so pleased it went as well as it did because we were really worried about yeah. how it was going to go. We didn't know. So I'm very pleased that it's so worked out. a huge smile on your face today. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah. It's great actually seeing it all happen after talking about it for so long. It's really I mean, good. We've had so many seconds. We have had seconds. The, the day's here now, so it's just you build from this day onwards, don't yeah, you? Yeah, absolutely. We've done enough talking now. Don't know about you, but I'm dying to get into the Rock to Pier Tunnel. Hard hats first. Hi. <laughs> and now might be the wrong time to point out I kind of get a bit um, claustrophobic. No, you don't like tight holes, do you? <laughs> it's dark as well, man. It's clammy. To be fair, I'm nigh on six foot. How tall are you? 5'10". Uh, yeah? Mm. Oh. About 6'5 on me platforms. That's your Sunday outfit. <laughs> Steve, if these hats fit in your head, it's going to be a blooming well, miracle. No, because I looked on the website this morning and the, the tunnel looks like really small. Kind of like semi claustrophobic. I'm not like like to the part of being panicked. Sorry, man. I'll just Lamar's breathe with you. I've just dealt with you a little lady yeah, getting in the labour in the pool. I've been so out in a tunnel. You wouldn't believe me, day at work, Stevie. I swear to God. Have you had another I need bad to day? get paid more, me. <laughs> you don't have like boring days, you like there. Be a lifeguard. Well, you Humans just... never cease to entertain me. Like, well, you, just, you just sit me. there and watch people swim, don't you? Wish I was that straightforward. <laughs> what happened? 
had a lady nearly give birth. I had a poor gentleman, bless him, who said he had a really bad heart problem and then turned a funny shade of green and grey. So we had to get the defib out and watch him. Then we had to get the ambulance there. Then all the slides broke. <laughs> How could a slide broke? Break? Two broke? of them broke? I don't know. You, how do you break a slide? You and just what else happened? I don't think anything else can happen, can it? Oh, can. Oh, is this all in one day? This is yeah. My brakes got cut by ten minutes, and the pool was overpacked. And <laughs> other than that, that was a good day, was it? In the whole ten years I've been a lifeguard, I probably the worst. I generally went home and just curled in a ball. Anyways, Betty had a pretty pressing question. Is it haunted? Of course. Yes. When I came down a few times chatting to the workmen when they were doing the restoration work, a couple of them said that uh, they'd heard the noises, they'd seen things, and the hairs on their arms and the backs stood on end. So I'm Um, dealing with ghosts and claustrophobia. Yay! Excellent. And your head fits in the hard hat. This is (laughs) going to be exciting. You need to wear a hard hat. I mean, it isn't completely watertight, and you've got to realise it's... 115 years old now hmm. and when you think that it's still standing there in an exceptional condition there are one or two little cracks in the walls yeah. and the water does does come in that's one of, one of the things we, we want to emphasise because we have had some people come down and shoes probably not quite appropriate no I was thinking that there is sand and silt and they will get and I'm wearing suede shoes yes <laughs> so they led us into the portal they call it the entrance to the Rokapia Tunnel. So this is uh, this is um, it's an impressive like entrance as well, isn't it? Why am I getting anxious? It's ridiculous. Are you getting nervous? I'm starting to scratch my nipples for some reason. Why? I don't know. I do that when I get nervous. Do you? <laughs> wow, you learn something new about you every um, episode, don't you? Yeah. I don't know what I do when I'm nervous. You really see what I do when I panic? I don't want to know what you, what you do when you panic. I'll give you hard hats. Yay! I'm dying to see if Stevie's head fits in this. I always have to adjust them. Put your hard head on, kid. Okay. Is it going to fit? Oh, actually too big. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time since the hard hat's been too big for my Story head. Story of your life, isn't it? Hmm. That'll do. I'm good. I'll give one of you a torch. See if this works. <laughs> it, suits, it suits you. Thank you. Going into a tunnel, obviously, if you suffer from claustrophobia. (laughs) (laughs) There are four plaques within the tunnel, which are the youngest four children of Henry Hay Wake, chief engineer who built the lighthouse and tunnel. There's one at the far end, which is slightly different, which is Enid Hay Wake, which was his youngest child. And we have been told that behind that plaque, there's possibly a gold sovereign. Oh, I've heard of this. There's something very similar in the lighthouse in South Shields. There's a doll, there's a porcelain doll, and there's a penny. I wonder if there's some sort of connection because they're both on the the northeast sea line as well. Well, I wonder if there's something there. Henry Haywick was involved with the building of Seam Pier and also Tyneside. He was a brilliant engineer. He was chief engineer at the Riverway Commissioners at the age of 25. The whole journey was full of interesting facts. Are you ready, Stevie? (laughs) <laughs> ready as I'll ever be I'm not ready no can I turn back no I'll lead the way yeah, now mind the steps because on your way out one of them slightly higher than the others you see <laughs> the pipes that are here the bottom pipe was the gas pipe the top pipe is the water pipe which supplied Goliath the crane who uh, which was the crane used to build the uh, 
like the tunnel, the lighthouse, the, the pier. Apparently, one time it was the biggest crane in the world. And also, the train used to run along the, the pier top, delivering the blocks that Goliath used to drop into place, which sort of fit in the section. Doesn't smell that bad. I was expecting it to stink. Father used to be a bit of a joker, and he knew he knew we were going along the, through the tunnel. The door at the far end, he'd start to bang the door, and you can just imagine the echo going backwards and forwards. So, is, is your voice kind of like bouncing, bouncing and backwards back? and forwards? Yes. So you're getting quite a long delay then. You are. Ah, yes. all right. I'll go for that. <laughs> you thought you're hearing it. I'm scratching myself. It's ridiculous, but okay, I'm fine. I wonder if these walls could talk. What they would say. Yes, there's quite a few stories. This would lead out to the surface which supplied the water to the Goliath the Crane. It had two 20 horsepower gas engines, so the, the crane was supplied by the gas and the water, which uh, from here, uh, that, that was the purpose of the construction of the tunnel to supply the crane. Then when the construction was finished it obviously became a safe haven for the lighthouse keepers to get to the lighthouse in uh, extremely bad weather. Is there a reason why when we've started it's a bit higher and it's lower now? Is it the... We don't know, no. it's just just the way it was built. I think possibly it may have been the, the bedrock that it's been built on. Um, it's difficult to say. My God, we're really crouched down low now. I'm nearly six foot and double. <laughs> You see that vent there? Yeah. That's one of the vents that supplied Goliath the cream. When you're walking along the surface you'll see these these vents up there on the top. Switch your light out. Oh no. Oh that's a good idea. Yeah. See how dark it is? Can you imagine having to walk through here when it's uh, chest height with water, having to go and rescue somebody from the far end? I'd let them drown me. That was well, sack that. really, that's like, that's absolutely atmospheric. <laughs> Try it again, do it again, switch them off. It's really, uh, obviously it's claustrophobic, but it's like, it's, it's, it's you but just can't dark, see, you just can't see. It's like a different Pastian, type of dark, Pastian isn't it? I'm actually waving my hand right in front of my eyes and there's nothing there. At all. I know, you just in total darkness. It's a different type of dark though. It's like a, yeah. it's like just black. The biggest surprise there is, is he said, like turn all the lights out, you can see how dark that is and that's, that's a darkness I've never seen before. Yeah. I actually did that with my hand and put it right <laughs> in front of my eye and there was nothing. Face. There's nothing there. So could you imagine the poor lighthouse keepers when, like you say, they're in an emergency and yeah. if that light went off, what would you do? Me. You can't do anything. You, you literally just keep going forward until you saw one of the one of the lights. The one hand yeah. on the wall and just keep walking. Keep yeah. yeah. So I nearly knocked myself out twice. I was like, la la, doof. I, I was like, hitting into dong. things. And you see kind of a bit of graffiti by people. Captain Blackbeard was. Was <laughs> was he? Was, was he and he brought the, he brought the white pyro with him. That's, 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 that's,
love Stevie. White Biro. Oh, Scratches his nipples when he's uncomfortable and white Biro. And God. This is amazing. This how old is this? Well, it's 115 years old. My God, it's good. It looks good for a cage. They, they started working 1885, and the pier in my house was opened in 1903. So it's 18 years of. Uh... I vowed when I started this job, I vowed that I would never do the tunnel on my own, and actually, I, I have. I think it was last week I went along there on my own. How did you feel? Dark, just the torch. Oh, it's fine actually. Because I've been through so many times, I, I, I know what to look out for so I can tell where I am at different points. Oh, that's I think good. the first few times you're just in a black space and you don't mm. really recognise where you are, but mm. it, it's actually fine. But my imagination did start to get carried away with us when I was about halfway through, and there's a lot of noise in there. Yes. You can hear, you can hear voices, but even if somebody's talking at this end, the sound travels right through the tunnel. That's what you heard. Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was a different voice. <laughs> What's some of the best bits, like of your you childhood get... down here? Some of the best bits. Yeah. Aren't broadcastable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, as youngsters. When we came down to the, the lighthouse, every time we went up and down one of the floors in the lighthouse, there was always a, a cloth to polish the brass handrails. We had to clean the windows outside, when you, which <laughs> nice. was terrifying when you, when you think of it. Somebody aged 10 to 12, climbing out onto the parapet of the, on the lantern and, uh, and cleaning the glass. And I wasn't very tall either, so it didn't, it didn't reach me very high. <laughs> but it was just an enjoyable childhood coming down to the lighthouse and, and playing. He just uh, kept an eye on us and let us do what we want up and down. We thought of taking photographs or, or recording things, which we, we just never thought about. It. And, and now we've lost quite a lot of history. So did your family live at the lighthouse? No, it was never lived in. Uh, oh, but my grandfather lived at Pier Cottages, the, um, the, the first cottage on the end there. We've obviously stayed there many a time. He, start, he started here when he was in 1925. Uh, he, he was lighthouse keeper for 50 years. And he retired when he was 75. Wow. That's some going that way. It is. He had a lovely job, or he needed the money. <laughs> or both? Or both. I think he loved his job. How do you think that went, Stevie? I found it really, um, it was nothing what I expected. Um, it was quite uh, like oppressive. It was very tense and heavy, and but fascinating though. I would love to know. I would love to come back and do it again. If those walls could talk, I would love to know the stories. Well, that's what I said about the World War. What was the use in the World War? Instead of like escape hatch, escape routes, and things like that, because obviously being such an iconic part, it was obviously going to be a target, hmm. and it survived, which is amazing. But it's the history you just can't, you cannot believe that's been underneath us for how long? And we're one of the first people in Sunderland to go hmm. down and have a look. I mean, I knocked myself out four times, grazed me knuckle. Thingied me shoulder. It's it's fantastic. It's worth the six pound. When you, oh, without a doubt, absolutely. I mean, like I say, I would, I would gladly come back and do it, do it again tomorrow. Might drag me mad down. (laughs) Literally, drag her. You're gonna drag her down. I'll, I'll bribe her with cake and then boot her down the tunnel. (laughs) 
Nice, isn't it? Maybe's not let her back up. <laughs> I'm Karen Piper Hanley, uh, so I live in Macclesfield. I'm a scientist at the University of Manchester, and it's just great, great to be back. Great to see the heritage. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I think it's just the heritage is absolutely amazing. Everybody needs to go and have a look. It's fantastic. <laughs> I was born not so far away from you, but I, I live down in um, Macclesfield in the northwest now. So it's it's just lovely to see a difference in the kind of the heritage. So we've got quite a lot of mills, and you know they've all been done up beautifully around the Manchester area. But Newcastle with the coal mines, we went to Beamish yesterday, and you know going along here today is amazing. How did you find out about this then? I was just by chance watching the news, the local news yesterday and saw that it was opening for the first time so I went straight online and So you've <laughs> done the first year then? Yeah. yeah. You're one of the first? Was it what you expected when you got there? Yeah, yeah it was, I enjoyed it. It was, it really was good, good, wasn't it? Really good, good. yeah. yeah. It's yeah. nice to see it open and there for everybody to appreciate. Yeah, it's really good. I'm looking forward to going underneath. <laughs> We've just been down there, so I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. Did you get Thank wet? you very much. <laughs> you your head. I don't think oh, I wore the right shoes today, though. I didn't give it a thought. I thought, oh, why am I wearing sweat shoes today? We've got torches down, quite obviously up-to-date modern torches, but to think that 50, 100 years ago, you're down there in absolute pitch darkness, and you had to, you had to do it, you had to get there to get to the lighthouse. And Well, I remember going along as a youngster, and you know these little torches that you got and you know how bright they used to be. when the batteries dim well, well exactly you could see sort of that far in front yeah. and you're looking at the depth the water you know the, in case you tripped up so you, you might as well not have one you, them well, type of torches well, yeah what we couldn't get over when we were going down is like to see the levels you went from i'm nearly six foot and i was like yeah, la, 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 two seconds later i was like doink yeah like, oh okay yeah so it is it, it shows that it's not perfectly done yeah but it's amazing and it's lasted this long Absolutely. and what i couldn't believe when i was looking up like you see all the salt crystallizes yeah. on the top so when you look at through the light yeah. it almost like glitters yeah it's quite beautiful which is lovely. Yes, yeah. it is. this is the stuff you know the stones that you get and you buy in um, the shops you know all the crystals all the, like stones it's and just stuff. salt it's just stalagmites is it it looks like that it's just the salt that's seeping through it looks really pretty though is that the stuff you put on your chips uh, well, I wouldn't, no. <laughs> probably not a good idea. The second part of the tour, Phil took us along the pier to the lighthouse. So we asked some people who'd just been up what they thought about it. So you've been up to the lighthouse. How did you find the lighthouse? They're not coming in. Um, <laughs> Tell us what you think. What do you think about the lighthouse? Did, was it, it really was, good, Anna? Yeah. What was the best bit? Going up the stairs backwards. Backwards? backwards. You're brave. That's really tall. Are you not scared? <gasps> I would be. Would you live in the lighthouse? No. Why? No TV. No. No TV? No. I can imagine it. It was really good. It was really good. <laughs> Such an iconic part of being from Sunderland, isn't it? It's been amazing to walk underneath to see what it would have been like in the 1900s. Fantastic, isn't it? What did you like best about it? The lighthouse at the top. The lighthouse right at the top. Lovely, wasn't it? Yeah. Good view from the top. Would you like to live in a lighthouse? No. <laughs> no. Every kid I've asked is like, no. was a bit cramped, wasn't it? Yeah. And there was no TV. That was another another common answer. And what else did you ask? What did you want to ask the lady in there? What was missing from your experience? Is there any Wi-Fi? That's what's going on. That has to be number one first, isn't it? Before yeah. you move anywhere. TV and Wi-Fi. TV yeah. and Wi-Fi. But it was really good.
good. We enjoyed it ourselves. It's just such a fantastic experience. I feel like they've really enjoyed themselves and it's been a lovely day out, hasn't it? It was quite cheap as well. So. <laughs> also, was that not just the cutest voice you've ever heard in your life? One more time, one more time, one more time. It was really good. Shall we? What's the point if there is no Wi-Fi in here, man? Oh, Wi-Fi, man, Wi-Fi. Oh. oh my God, we're about to enter. We're about to enter the lighthouse. The thing I've been looking at for my entire life. Take a deep breath. every single day when I drive past. I always wondered what it would be like. This is incredible. Well, fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, look at the tiles. Where would you expect to see? Yeah. Are they the original tiles? They are. Uh, some have been replaced. You can see where the, the, that's, that bit's all been replaced there. But you can see there's little sections where the colour's not quite right. But the um, company who put the original tiles or where they were supplied from is a company called Minton Hollands who were taken over by Johnson's Tiles who still retained the, the pattern and were able to manufacture these tiles to, re, to replace the damaged ones and um, for a bit of advertising you can now buy these tiles from Topps Tiles it's called the Roker Range. Really? Yeah. Fantastic. So, so that's another tenner that you owe me. <laughs> and you say you now loads of Sunderland football fans are going to think, oh, I want to have them in my bathroom. And if you want to advertise your business on Speak Up Sunderland, get in touch. <laughs> ha, 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 <laughs> ha. That view is outstanding. Just wait, that... just wait to get the yeah, lantern room. Top, this obviously was built as a showpiece. No other lighthouse that we know of has been built to this standard. Uh, and all we think was that um, the Riverway Commissioners had this built and made it as a showpiece. You'll see some of the photographs where they're on the round head or on the pier, uh, and they must just have come along into the lighthouse to see how spectacular it was. You'll see from the next floors mm. how magnificent the detail has gone into this. There's no rhyme or reason why it should have been built in this specification because normally you go into a lighthouse and it's just plain walls, concrete, whatever. But, but when you see the floor like this, then you see you go to the next floor and it's got a parquet flooring. I was going to move in. <laughs> I like the sound of it, the parquet flooring. I think I'd, I think I'd quite fancy moving in myself. Peter showed us where the end of the tunnel met the lighthouse's basement. I'm Peter Connor, I'm one of the uh, tour guides for the Rotor Pier and Lighthouse. Uh, I've been doing it for about two years now, and uh, it's just our uh, first two open today, so... Is it still at the first two steps? Yep, still at the first two steps. Oh, you can hear them at the far end. Yeah. I know we've been, uh, we've, been we've, we've been pestering them. We've been trying to scare them. Yeah. I was like, yes. I should shout help, and I thought it was a bit evil. <laughs> this will frighten That's just going to go all the way down, that, isn't it? Well, my grandfather, used to, he knew when we were coming along as kids, and he'd start banging that door. And there was always spare valves lying about, and they had a, a cork float inside. So when he dismantled them, he'd start bowling them down the tunnel, and you could hear them bounce, 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 then it would echo. 
<laughs> it did. <laughs> You'd be petrified, and then you had to go and find them. <laughs> God, this is amazing. I think when you see something like this, though, you go back there when you were talking about the, the chief engineer before. I mean, this, this is. He must have been a brilliant guy. Yeah. I mean, for, for becoming chief engineer at 25. Was it's incredible. It was his calling. Oh. Magnificent Jeez. structure, isn't it? We'll head up to the next floor. That's the floor below just been in. They were the two engines that were there. That's the ladder to the tank. And that's my grandfather. Yeah. Oh. Really? You look like him? I'd say I'm like him at times. <laughs> uh, fun memories, yeah. Uh, the times, as I say, he used to wear the uniform and the cap. Always wore his cap. Great childhood memories of, you know, brought back, you know, for the time I spent here as a youngster. And this is the optical light the um there was the, that's the light and that that was the um the optics that went round on a mercury bed which once you got it moving it just floated on the bed of mercury there's my grandfather once again with a picture from the echo uh, that's the radio the new radio that had been installed phil here. took great delight in that showing us the, the big collection of photographs that he had documenting different parts of the life of the lighthouse and the life of his grandfather it has really cute, like, it's, it's always nice when you hear, like, a sentimental story and something that we see every day actually means so much more to somebody else. You can see why he was proud, though. I mean, it was like an executive lighthouse, wasn't it? If, if the lighthouse was a hotel, it was like the Ritz, wasn't it? it yeah, had, like, it was. But it still flooring is now and a massive monumental heart of Sunderland. If you, if you haven't been, by the way, and, and you're listening to this, I think you're in for a big surprise when you go down, because we were really surprised. If you can manage all the stairs, of course. Teeny-weeny stairs! Let me get narrower, narrower. My body ain't getting any narrower. My body ain't gonna fit in this. God, this is incredible. Is there another layer? Sorry? Is there another layer? Layer. Oh, another floor. Yeah. Good. Good. So, when it was first opened, there were three lighthouse keepers in operation at the whole the time, purely because of uh, the light mechanism. This is amazing. I still want to live here, but my bum's not gonna fit through this next gap. The next layer floor was left in its original condition. This was just left because to show people what it was like and the work that they've had to do and we say the winding mechanism went they had to wind it every hour for the light and it went there to turn the optic straight through the, the floors. I'm bringing my dad at this, my dad would love this. So we'll wander up to the uh, When I came back in after sort of 20-30 years absence and looked down, I got quite a shock. And I was actually amazed. The lighthouse seemed a lot smaller than what I always imagined it. Because you were thinking? Because I was small. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear the wind blowing through the air vents. These are all air vents. The original light was gas powered. And then it, after the first year, it changed to petroleum spirit. And then in 1931, it became electric. I can't believe I'm in the lighthouse. I'm generally absolutely overwhelmed. I didn't think I'd have this reaction. This is, I'm like. What you see when I'm like, the lens. It's fantastic. It's amazing. I'm completely gobsmacked. <laughs> so the next one's the light room where you get the uh, spectacular views. Oh, this is really. Wow! <gasps> now, this is where you keep the light. And are you ready? top floor of the Roker Lighthouse. Betty sees the view in three, two, one. Oh my God! 
Spectacular, isn't it? Wow! <laughs> I mean, look at that. That just puts everything in perspective. Tea, that boat's probably not even that small. We were, I was here a couple of weeks ago with a tour and the dolphins were out there. It was quite good watching the dolphins. Oh, makes you feel a bit sick though. <laughs> you look at the sea and you're a bit like, oh, oh. <laughs> But there's the foghorn down there, that orange. It's amazing how quiet people go when they come up here and they just... The little rail around there, the, the foot plate. I used to climb out onto there and... You little daredevil! No health and safety. You little daredevil. There's a ladder outside that he climbed up, but when you see there's no rail or much, only the one hand rail. <laughs> I'm still gobsmacked where here. I can't believe it. I've, you see, you drive past this every single day and now you have the opportunity to be in it at the top. Is that all the top? You, hold on, these are the windows you cleaned. These are the windows, yes. Did he love you? Did he try not want to kill you? I think if my mother had found out, she'd have probably, <laughs> killed, probably killed him. But uh, <laughs> yeah, go on, so I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of shillings if you go out and clean the windows. I think it's the original glass as well. Yes, the ceiling is copper. It's been painted, but it was copper to give more reflection, the light. I think at one time this was black. It wasn't blacked out, so they had to move the optics to stop the flashing light going round to the uh, the land but um, now it's, it's blacked out and it's all automated. You now have a LED light sort of off the shelf. The two parts of the tour are very different. You go underground and you see like the foundation works and that, that gets people a bit like, ooh, it's a bit like cramped, cold, this, that, and then you bring them back up and go, yeah, but you've got to do this and then you're like, because oh, you can't have one without the other. I was just going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah? You can't do one and not do the other. No. When you see the refurbishment of this lighthouse, I mean, two and a half million pounds doing the, the, the old pier and lighthouse. Every penny's been well worth spent. What was that? Just the noise from the air vents. That's the other ghost. That's amazing. That wasn't ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, as well, everything that will make during this venture goes goes to the Rotary Heritage Group. Um, so, and we've got plans like for outreach and stuff like that. And we've now diversified ourselves from the council. Although we still have their support, anything that comes in from tours is the goes to the charity for the Rotary Heritage Group, which will be used to maintain the lighthouse here. I think that's a huge selling point, isn't it? Though I mean, you're self-sufficient mm -hmm. that way. Well, well, that's it. I mean, we're all volunteers. We're not paid. We do this because it's something we want to do and you can see we've all got a great enthusiasm for, for this project mm -hmm. it's taken over our lives right if you're looking for volunteers at the moment to help us because we want to do tours all year round at the moment we've only got about 10 11 of us that can do tours um, so we, we can get a bit stretched especially when people are on holiday so uh, if there's anybody who is interested in volunteering just come down and give us a shout i think we should just take a moment to be silent which is a miracle for me to actually just take this in because this is just like insane.
I'm absolutely mind blown. We were at the top of that just there. Absolutely unreal. I'm completely flabbergasted. My dad will love this. You would, yeah. All of this is right here in Sunderland. It is brand new. It is opened last week. You can book online. I think it's www.rokeapier.co.uk. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it's, it's six pound. It's, it's great because oh. it's it's in an area now where sign yourself up. It's only six pound. And, and it's really, really fascinating. More importantly, you're giving that £6, which is going to help it develop and become a really big tourist attraction. See, that's what Karen was saying. The more people that invest in this and come down and have a look, they want a heritage centre so we can go to a little base beforehand and you can learn a bit more about it's, it. It's an iconic Part of landmark. You, work, you see any pictures now, or if you type in Sunderland as a, as a tourist thing now, you'll see this picture. How you many see people the got married on this pier? My mate's parents got married. There's a picture of them two in their like top and tails and a big massive white gown on this pier. You can imagine if it rains. Oh, there's a dog, there's a dog, there's a dog, there's a dog, there's a dog. I love dogs. One happy husky, isn't it? Happy husky. <laughs> happy husky. Do you want your brownie now? Uh, or because you're going to have to drop us off in, in front of my car. I'll give you it then. Yeah, I've got nothing to put it in. I've got a tissue somewhere. I'm on it. It's sitting in joy. It. Kind of a bit of nice yeah, brown. What kind of brownie was it? Nutella. Nutella? Nutella. Too juicy for my no, heart. Too juicy for Where are you going? Well, I thought that was out. You know what it is, right? Every single time I get in this car, I fear for my life in some weird and wonderful way. Well, get a taxi. Do you have to pay for them? A pia for. Pia. Pia for. <laughs> There's a volunteer. The volunteer. Bye! Okay, we didn't talk to him. That's just really <laughs> awkward. He's like, it was, oh god, he's looking as well. Oh, see, it's just like deja vu what you did to that poor well, well, My registration number's going to be like, it's going to be on all billboards and newspapers. And, uh. Uh. But today's been really, it has been quite an eye opening, quite an education at the same time because you only see one half of the pier every single day and it's one of those. Things you just kind of look past because it's there, like oh, the pier, meh. Or if you're me, you, you run and you're like, oh my god, I've got five minutes to get awake and I'm not even anywhere near. Oh, look, there's the pier, I'm late. <laughs> but it is, it's amazing that the two views, like you say, without the underground, you can't have the pier on the top, without the pier on top, you can't have the underground. So now you've been in, what do you think? I love it, mate, I'd live there. I think it's really like the view at the top is a view you'll, you'll never forget. It paints Sunland in an even better light. Got any stories you want us to cover on Speak Up Sunland? We'd love to hear from you. Also, next week we're holding our first Q&A style episode. And we need you and your voices if you want to be on. Get in touch! Betty! What? Help them people get in touch. Well, we've got Facebook. Just search for Speak Up Sunland. And Twitter as well. We are at Speak Up Sun. Roll Thanks to Phil. Thanks to Phil Tweddle, chair of the Roker Heritage Group. Claire Pervis, who was the peer project coordinator. <laughs> and Hoyt, a tour guide with the project from Australia. And Peter Connor, the other tour guide. See you next week. Next week. See ya. See you later. Wouldn't want to be here. Tra. <laughs> see ya. Bye. Missing you already. Really? Uh-uh. Liar. <sighs> and sleep.